Blog Talk Radio. Radio 
on Instagram, and we'd be happy to answer any questions, comments, concerns. So let's get uh, this week 17. Okay. Popped off right. Here it is. Okay, I'm, I'm juiced. Let's go. All right. Good, good, good. Uh, so congratulations to you, first of all, uh, being in, in championships, plural. Uh, oh, plural. This one. Plural. Is it, now, is it plural? Wow. Oh, wow. It's stressful. I mean, no, nobody's <laughs> ever done that. Nobody's ever done that in our group. So, so uh, congratulations. Um, and, you know, this week's a big week. You were down a little bit, but you had some good play. Uh, and you're still very much in contention. Yeah, the Pat Mahomes will do it, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure you were hoping for a little bit of Dak uh, action there. Um, Dak had a great week for a Saturday game against the Eagles. Yeah. Um, yeah. touchdowns. Uh, 20 yardage, but just efficient. They were just all around the better team for the game. Yeah, it's so yeah. Dak Dak was looking strong yesterday. That's um. Yeah. It's uh, it's an ideal way to play heading into the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's uh, that was very well done uh, from the from the from the Cowboys. Uh, it was just dominant, really. I mean, it yeah. seemed like it yeah, was close to the first job, half, well and then second half, second half was out of this world. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're okay. We're the big boy team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, to get a couple of things rolling, I was looking up this morning. Just look, I like looking at some stats. Um, I'm just asking you this question. Is Tom Brady going to play today? Who's that? Tom, is Tom, is Tom, TV 12. Is he oh, playing today? well, I, I, I expect so, you know, I mean, they, the, the playoff rankings, but you know, they, um, I think they want to play a home game next week. So, yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, 4,990 passing yards, 4,990 for him on the season. So he would be touching that 5,000-yard mark uh, to, 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 to hit that 2021 season. Uh, the guy has been fantastic, man. And nobody, nobody, even he did, he did well. They won the Super Bowl. But nobody was expecting, like, kind of back-to-backs. You know, this yeah. Oh, uh, this guy has uh, been – Fantastic, man! Fantastic. Well, uh, more more uh, uh, numerical notes on that front. Now, he saw, I believe, sixteen completions short of uh, the single season record held by Drew Brees. Hmm. Fun fact. Right. I mean, you know, that week eighteen, right? But still. Yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. 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 Okay. It's a record okay. to record, no. Record's a record, I think, right? Yeah, and I think I think he's still got another year left in him, so I think that could have been oh. hit with the, oh. with, well, without well, it. In, in, the, in the case of this record, we're talking about the single season mark, so it would have to happen 16 completed passes this afternoon. 16, okay, 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 okay. Yep, and then uh, mo- most completed passes in a single season by a quarterback. Nice. I mean, the completion percentage is still really good too. It's at sixty-six. Oh my 9%. god! No, I mean, this guy, this guy is incredible. Like, 
Like, like he's double the age of some of the other star quarterbacks playing at the moment. Like, it's crazy. What, what, you know who has a better completion percentage on the year, though? Um, just a random, just looking at it, Joe Burrow is at 7.4. Oh, okay. I, did, I did not know that. I did not know that. Okay. Um, okay. Joe Burrow plays so, in both. Uh, that was just, I just wanted to throw out, you know, Brady with the close to 5,000. I mean, uh, Pat Mahomes is just underneath him at 4,800. Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. Top 10 in yardage, anyways. And, uh, then I also wanted to slide over the rushing yardage just to, just to throw out some numbers because I thought it was cool. Jonathan Taylor has, 1,734 rushing yards. Second to that is Joe Mixon with 1,200. So more than 500 yards difference between first and second uh, yeah. on the 2021 season. So big, big deal is Henry, is Henry still in the top 10 with his 875 or whatever it is? 937. And, yes, he's number seven. Um uh, on the that, list. That's my favorite. Like that's my, that's my absolute favorite. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Half so a season, sad, the guy's a top 10 rusher. You're sad if you had him on your roster and you can't play him in the finals because they did just pull him off of IR, uh, but they're not oh, going to play him. Oh, oh, okay. No, 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 okay. So the fantasy manager in in me, uh, my, my heart is breaking. Like, absolutely. Sure. But, sure. But, but the avid football enthusiast in me, like, that is my absolute favorite. There's, I mean, this guy plays mm-hmm. half the top end rusher in the league. Wow. Wow. It's insane, dude. It's insane. That's, and that's I know we still have another week. There's a, only a couple of guys that can even chase him down. Um, and, and, and realistically, I mean, okay, so, okay, so it goes Taylor, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry at number seven, eight and nine, the tandem Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, 10 is Damian Harris, 11 Antonio Gibson, and these guys here, uh, I I believe Gibson um, is still active. I thought there was a question about his playing. They say he's playing. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, so again, he's at 891. I mean, he'd have to have a like a, a decent day to slide above Henry. Not, you know, 40, 40 yards. So, you know, just okay. kind of a regular day. He can slide above. A few guys can slide above. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, they played already. So that they're yeah. not they're not taking they're not taking that for a regular season. Um, Damian Harris is at 892 yards. Uh, he could he could slide above there quite easily. Um, you know, I think they're playing the Dolphins, so yeah, he could he could definitely hit that. Um, Gibson could hit it. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is another one, uh, and that that's a that's a big game for them too. You know, San Francisco's. Uh, Fighting for a little bit of wild card stuff. They're hoping for the right people to lose, uh, I believe. And um, so, yeah, it's it's just interesting to see some of the names that have been kind of creeping up the list 
some of them very much unexpected. You know, I don't think anybody was expecting Leonard Fournette to be 14th on the list. Um, you want to know who's number 17 on the list for rushing yards? Jalen Hurts. Above Singletary, Montgomery, Lamar Jackson, James, Rob- James Robinson, and Alvin Kamara. <laughs> and is that is that Lamar Jackson still sniffing the top 20? Is that what I heard there? He's at 20, yeah. Him and James, Rob- James Robinson are tied for 600 and or 767 yards, excuse me. I mean, that, that's nearly as incredible as Henry Beaton's top 10 is. is like especially because he's, been missed, he's missed so many games. Absolutely. Precise, Absolutely. Precisely. Yeah. Like, as a quarterback who's played half the season, you're 20th, that's the same as a running back played half the season, he's 10th. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, man. I agree. I agree. Um... Receiving yardage really quick, just since we've gone through some of the, the leaderboards here. Uh, Cooper Cup I like at 18-29. Yeah, me too. I just I, – I like being surprised. That's, that's what I, – I dig it. I dig uh, the, the unexpected uh, when every time I look at this, some, something else changes. But Cooper Cup's got uh, 1,829 yards receiving, 184 targets, 138 receptions. Um, he's kind of creeping up to that Michael Thomas awesome year, you know. Uh, he's, yeah, he, he has a chance to um, – he can catch Michael Thomas for uh, total receptions in a season and Calvin Johnson for total receiving yards in a season. Well, I don't want that to happen. I want him to, I want him to, to catch Michael Thomas, but I do not want him to catch Calvin Johnson. I don't, I don't want that one. I don't know why. I yeah. I like Megatron yeah. holding on to that. You know, I, I like Cup overall. You know, they asked him about it earlier this week, and he said, well, you know, I get an extra game. I don't think it's quite the same thing. Just flat out. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and that's fair. That's fair. That There's respect, you know. In, yeah, in that, it, it, it's, it's respect that he's not out here. He's not out here peacocking, like, you know, living outside of reality. That, that's what I like. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but for from the from the receiver standpoint, Cooper Cup, 1829. Justin Jefferson follows just behind at number two with 1,500, a little over 1,500 yards. Uh, Devontae He's Adams. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, Devontae Adams at three. Jamar Chase at four. Uh, Debo Samuel at five, and I think he's still on the <laughs> rushing list too. Uh, Mark Andrews six, Tyreek Hill seven, uh, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Deontay Johnson. Those are the top ten in receiving so far. Uh, a okay. lot of names, a lot of names, like new names on this list. You know, I like it. Jefferson. I like it a Jefferson lot. Had a good season. Uh, and we expected good things. But Chase, yes, stepping in. Debo Samuel at uh, top five. Okay. Uh, you know, Mark Andrews beating out Tyreek Hill. That's weird. Uh, it's not by a ton, but it's still it's, – it's, it's No, but, still, like, this just happens. Like, when, when these things start to move, you know, you start to see new names on these leaderboards, it's important to take notice. Sure, sure. But um, the top the top twenty is, is is interesting. It's definitely a 
a new list of guys. Um, Hunter Renfro made the top 20. DJ Moore, uh, Michael Pittman tied out with Kyle Pitts for the like the last two spots. Um, yeah, Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, C.D. Lamb. I mean, it's it's, a, it's some good names. Some good names going on. It's just been fun. I like looking at these stats. You know, this late in the season, looking at the stats early on in the season is more looking for those guys to try to pick up for your fantasy roster. But right now, this is just fun to look at because yeah, yeah, like you want to kind of gauge things for next season. Yeah, you try to gauge it out for next season. But um, all right, so let's let me pull up. Um, sorry, it's towel sack. I'm kind of funny. Um, so for oh, your big, fantasy squad, so your fantasy squad going on this week. Uh, okay. We discussed earlier. I know you had uh, Tony Pollard in as like a flex position. Uh, give me a little bit about the thought process and and some of the people you were kind of considering and. For, for filling in that slot, knowing that he's okay. going to be out. Um, what what, what, what my, do you got going on in your roster? Fantasy my big championship game, roster. My, my uh, Yeah, right? Yeah, like what it, Maybe the listeners were thinking, man, they're on again this week. What kind of sick and deranged people are still playing? Guess who? Me. Um, <laughs> and uh, along with one of my dearest friends. Now, my my big gamble of the week is that I'm not going to be playing Antonio Gibson. I don't trust it. I just don't trust. Really? I don't. I mean, okay. He hasn't gotten. Why? He hasn't gotten. He hasn't matchup? gotten. No, he hasn't gotten his full workload in a couple weeks here. So that, that's the first thing. And I mean, over the last two, three weeks, four weeks, when he was busy not getting his full workload. They were still technically not eliminated by way of math during some of those games. And so okay. I'm thinking, you know, if, if they're playing for something and they're not going to give the ball to their best player, well, what happens when they're all just out there trying not to get hurt? Like, like I just don't think he's going to get his normal usage. I mean, they're playing the Giants, 26 against yep. the run. It's a great matchup. Like, if this was week 11, I'd be all over it. But I don't know. I think this is going to be one of those funky week 18 things. I'm not playing it. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily bad. I do. It's a little bit tough uh, because you never really know what teams are looking to, you know, looking to. Right. Right. Try to I'm look good at the end, you know, I, like to not finish I, on a bad I'm, note, I'm, if you will. I'm pretending that I know that right now. You're like that. You're right. That's why. That's why I would call it my biggest gamble is because, like the the standard metrics say, this is probably one of the simplest plays I have on my board to make. And I just okay. I don't believe it. Um, okay. All right. So so do you think this could be like your make or break? Like the guy ends up with either seven point. Like right now, they have him projected sixteen point five against right. the Giants, and you're thinking he does like, like, 
Seven or fewer. Seven or fewer. Okay. Okay. So I think my make or break is the the Stafford and Cup stack. But I think Stafford's, I think playing about, for, Stafford's playing for something right now. Right. The the Rams could finish as high as the second seed in the NFC and possibly not even win the division. So they have a wide range of outcomes. So, yeah, they certainly want to beat San Francisco this afternoon. Yeah, and I think that's it, there's a lot a lot dependent in the NFC uh, matchups. The Saints-Falcons. You know, Saints want to beat the Falcons, and uh, they want to see San Francisco lose, I believe, uh, to get in to the wild card spot. And then in the same note, uh, Arizona is looking to win and see the Rams lose to kind of take over their spot as well. So that's – Yes, Arizona is still in the running to win the NFC West. So it's it's interesting to see some of the the squads that are like all like one week they're hoping that they see somebody win and then the next week like week sixteen seventeen eighteen of this season, certain teams are like rooting for for other teams and and uh, and against certain others just to see what happens. But uh, it's, yeah, this is the, the exciting time right before playoffs get started. So oh yeah, this is yeah it's a it's a standing bonanza. So, I mean, and, and you know, that the uh, uh, related topic is I, I think, you know, daily players, look at the standings when you select your guys. Like, really, have, have the standings and playoff bracket scenarios chart next to you while you're making your picks for your, for your daily rosters here. Yeah. You want to yeah. roster as many – players that are on a team that need today's win badly as possible. Yeah, agreed. 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 Um, so what else? So on the roster, so Gibson, you said, was the one was kind of your gamble to let it ride. So who are you, are you going to roll with? You know what we discussed well, uh, in the flex. You gonna you gonna stick with? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Deontay Harris. Oh, okay. Um, okay. My running backs. I'm I'm gonna play uh, Devin Singletary and Sony Michelle. Okay, I think that's strong. It feels strong right now, um, especially because they weren't names that were going to like when you drafted. You weren't you weren't expecting to be using those two as your starting running backs at the end. Obviously, injury Absolutely and no. stuff like I, that. I, I, I added them. Strong, but... I added them both in the waiver pool within the last month. Okay. Yeah, and and I think I think it's good, very good pickups. Um, this league's you know it's a little deeper, but still uh, strong players, strong, 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 and then. You also have some other options. You're you're playing Harris, but we discussed you were kind of dabbling with the Mooney idea too, right? You know, I mean, this might be uh, I don't know. Some people might think it's Buster Busterish, Buster Douglas out here. I added him with no intention to play him. I added him so that 
my opponent doesn't add him and play him against me. So, but but to do that, you have to have some faith he's going to score some points. Yes, yes, right? yes. No, I, I do. Like, when I was looking at the board of reasonable ads, I thought this is probably one of the better ones. Let me take it off the board. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I think that's a great play. I think uh, yeah. I think that's strong. I think that's smart. Uh, and that's another aspect of fantasy football that you get to learn if you listen here and you didn't already know, uh, things things that you can do during certain matchups, you know. Uh, yeah. You have the roster spots available to you, and you can, you know, drop a couple of guys, whether it's yeah. week one it, or week yeah. 18. Yes, it, it's um, not only you know, the active to... nine, right? It's not only the active nine or active ten in this case. Like, your, your bench slots can be used in your favor, even though you're not getting the points. And, you know, it's funny because a few years back, I I kind of started noticing that as an opportunity. But the the main thing, I mean, depending on how you score your league, um, the, one of the main things that I noticed was defenses. Because, like, our defense, you know, you get defense, special teams, points. Uh, we, we score ours, you know, on the higher end, I'm sure, than than some people. But... That was the first time I think I started noticing it was like, you know what, I can drop, if I'm holding two defenses, I can drop one, whoever's, you know, lower ranked or not doing as well or has a bad matchup coming up and pick yeah, up a defense. Yeah. That's how I started noticing it. But, yeah, the defensive plays in fantasy are just as good as, you know, setting the right lineup because if you don't set the perfect lineup, and they happen to be able to scoop up these, you know, well-projected teams or players. Uh, yeah, it can make quite the difference. Quite the difference uh, if if you don't allow the other team, your opponent, to pick them up and to play them against you. So something to think about. You know, we talk about, um, like, how to set your lineup appropriately based on the game times. You know, mm. whether or not they're a 4 o'clock game or a Sunday, oh, Sunday that, night yeah, or Monday big, night game, yep. that's, a, that's a very big one. And the second, the second thing is the defensive play. If you have, it's, it's smart to leave a little bit of room on your roster so that you can kind of attack uh, the waiver wire, the free agency type stuff, uh, with a little bit of defensive thought process in mind. So something to think about for anybody listening for next season. Is uh, there's, there's opportunity yeah. to be had in the defensive play and picking somebody up so that they it can't be used against. It's a waste of a roster spot if you're trying to just keep them from a different player, you know, a different opponent that you're not playing. But uh, if you're if you're playing somebody, uh, I think I think it's worth a worth possibly picking somebody up even if you're not going to play them just for the defensive yes, end. So. It, it, it's certainly worth it. I mean, you know, like why 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 should I have a, an IR guy on my on my roster right now? Or I mean, it's the last week no matter what. Why should I have two defenses on my roster, right? Like mm-hmm. let me use these mm-hmm. spots to to their full advantage. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so go ahead. What do you think? Can we make a phone call? 
Uh, we could probably do that. Let's see if uh, let's try. Let's see if our buddy. Uh, hmm. Let's see. I mean, do, do, do other people on the radio do this? Like, just call their friends, you know, without without a warning that they're going to be on live air upon answering? Like, no, no, is that even okay? <laughs> oh, or will he even pick up from from what? Well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, and, and of course, like, I am going to blame rookie ignorance for whatever fallout there is, right? Oh, I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that, right? Yeah, that's that's my plan. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> see what happens here. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, let's see if it. Let's see if it. And the anticipation killing me. He's not going to pick it up. We're trying, no, but... Trying. Well, good effort. Yeah. We tried. Yeah. No, well... So, I I prepared a couple of FanDuel lineups. Have you really? Okay. Yeah. What uh, what kind yeah. of buy-ins? What kind of buy-ins were you messing with? Like oh, two, I, five, I, I I I I recently liquidated my account and deleted it, and then I just opened a new one today. Okay. So I got like a little free bonus game for signing up. Um, okay, so let's let's hear that lineup. I want to hear your lineup and what you paid for these guys. Okay. <laughs> okay, fantasy. Let's see what we got. Upcoming. Wait, what's going on? You're calling him again? Yeah, well, while you were pulling it up, I felt like I was gonna, I was gonna try one more time. Yeah, he just texted me. He said, "Huh?" All right. So did the I did two lineups. Okay, first I did a free lineup. This is the free one. <sighs> All right, hold on really quick. Um we we've got we've got somebody on the line. Okay. We almost did. Oh no, it went away. Popped up again. It keeps saying it dropped. Oh, what the hell is that about? I don't know. It's a little learning huh. curve here. 
Yeah, right? Technical difficulty. Yeah. Trying to... <laughs> I feel like if we call enough times, though, it's going to happen. Because he's awake. He's awake. Like, the best thing would be for him to call me and I merge it. So, this was the lineup I set upon having a three-game here. And this this is um, all games available, all three time slots. So, quarterback, Stafford, running back, running back, Kamara, Cordero, Patterson. Oof. Strong. Wide receivers. Cooper Cup, Chase Claypool, Marquez Calloway. Cooper Cup, Chase Claypool. Who else? Marquez Calloway. Calloway. Okay. He's been a little okay. hot with Jason Hill. Um, tight end, Dawson Knox. Okay. I like it. Flex Cole Beasley. Ooh, and de- you're going all defense, bills. You're just going bills deep. Defense, defense Tampa. So, when I set this lineup, I realized that the majority of them are playing in the 425 window. So, I bought a $5 team of 425 window players only. Okay. Okay. And where did you go with defense? Tampa still. I, I stayed with Tampa. They were moderately priced. They need the win. They want. They they can they can also reach the two seed. So yeah. Okay. They they, re, right. they recently right. stomped all over the Carolina Panthers. Yes, they did. It was so. Good. Yeah, Ooh. I thought it was the play. And then, um, <laughs> so did you just set the one? You set you just just the one game. Uh, I I played two. I played the second one because I I went for a full four twenty five, four twenty five only, play. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I like what's going on here. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, you... I, I like the Stafford. Stafford and Cup stack is big for me today, so I figured I would just, you know, fully invest. Um, the Jets have done well at taking away receiver ones. That's why I was looking at people like Beasley and Dawson Knox to kind of hit some of those different type of patterns. Okay. Um. Uh, but the Baltimore Ravens are playing like something less than a practice squad worthy defensive backfield. So I, I thought that is true. My, that my, is true. my upside there. Yeah, I think the matchup allows for a little bit of, of room to to get some points. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson's out today. Yes, and so they're kind of they're kind of hitting up that like Claypool is is going to kind of lead that, but some I, of his shenanigans uh, make me a little bit worried. I 
I yeah. think somebody that could be considered to be played um, would be uh, Ray Ray McLeod. He does yeah. a little bit more of a slot position, and Ben Roethlisberger has been trying to yeah. not look bad, I think, for the last little while. Agree. So the, the 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 short pass, the just yes. get it done, the quote unquote dink and dunk, um, has been has been thrown out there, and so I think Ray Ray uh, McLeod could end up being a valuable fantasy asset for a game like today, and uh, occasionally he does a little bit of the return stuff as well. Correct. Yes. So so that you know depending on your scoring format. Um, that, that I think that could be a good play. I so. I, I agree a hundred percent. Yes, particularly um, you know, if you're getting the special punt return points and all. <clears throat> okay, all right. Well, that's just something something to throw out there. It's a, it's a name. Uh, yeah. If you happen to be you know in your <laughs> week eighteen championship second round and dealing with you know, players being out from the COVID or whatever it may be. Definitely, definitely know, a name I, I would consider. I, I, I previously acknowledged it is possibly sick and deranged, but I enjoyed the final week, the week 18, all, all the shenanigans, who's playing, who's sitting, you know, I, I, I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's just extending it an extra week. Everybody that actually likes fantasy football yeah, usually gets I mean, a little bit bummed out that, that it's done. Yeah. And uh, when you can extend you know, it an extra even, week, you've got to be happy even about some that. Of the, even some of the COVID stuff, like, obviously, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating at times, like, you know, when you have your star star player – and, you know, you invested a high draft pick in a guy and he's doing really well and then he has to miss a game for COVID. Like, yeah, that's discouraging. But, you know, in the more positive side, all this COVID stuff, like, it it allows for winning on the margins. Like, players that are really totally off the radar get their chance this week. And, and sometimes they score points. So if you're paying attention, you might catch some free points from something like that. And week eighteen right. is is similar. Like, you know, you know, you know this this guy this guy's got a bum foot. We're gonna save him for the playoffs next week. Well, who's his backup? I want him. Yep. Yes. That's just one of those facts kind of deals. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I like it. What's going on? I was trying to pull up. I can't remember this guy's name. Who is – oh, here it is. Found it. Jared Patterson. So you said that you were a little nervous about uh, Antonio Gibson. That's where I was – Oh, yeah, yes. I, I, yes. You are nervous yes. about Antonio Gibson. You yes. know, they're not playing for anything, and they're still playing against the Giants, who are not great. Yes against the run. Yes. Garrett Patterson's another name that I would recommend to somebody if they were in a pinch. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, like like, you know, if it was a different different format league where I was like skimming a little bit deeper for for like roster guys, yes. That would absolutely be a play on my radar this week, you know. 
this league is different because there's only six of us. So, yeah, I'm going to sit my starting running back, Antonio Gibson, but, I, like, I got Devin Singletary laying around. Yeah, right, right. But this is this still could – that's a name that could apply to yeah. a 14-team league. You know, Certainly. So this is why yeah. some of these names that we're throwing out are still applicable, whether or not you're in six mm-hmm. or 16 leagues. Uh, it, it's a name that could pop up on the waivers. So mm-hmm. it's a little lower down the list. You know, you got to scroll one uh, for that. But looking at some of the names above him, I, I'm not really that impressed. So uh, I think I think that uh, that's just a name where it's, it's a little bit of a long shot. But if you're if you're looking at the waivers in week 18, yeah, you're kind no, of hoping I mean, for a long and, shot. And, and then like it's not as much of a long shot for you know depending on your perspective in life. Like for me, I'm looking at the ESPN projection 16 points Antonio Gibson. I'm calling bullshit. So for a guy that's thinking like that, yeah, Jared Patterson is on the radar for sure. Okay. Okay. Um. I know Kirk Cousins, I think they were saying he was not going to play because of the COVID, but they did just uh, activate him. So Cousins is going to play. Another name, just kind of throwing it out there since Thielen's been gone. I know Jefferson's been a beast. Oh, yeah, KJ. Yeah. KJ Osborne has been another name that uh, you can't ignore because there's just been a decent enough play. Uh, from him, like last yeah. week he did 14 points with a touchdown. The week prior, 17.8 points with a touchdown. You know, five and seven targets uh, against Absolutely. heavy hitters, too, against Green Bay and the Rams. So another name, now they're playing Chicago. I think that there's – that's also been a weird divisional matchup. So sometimes that game ends up being a seven-to-three type of thing. But – I think if you're if you're looking on the receiver end, uh, that that could be that could be an option. KJ I, I think is just... it, it's, it's certainly an option. I mean, listen, one of the most consistent things in fantasy football is Kirk Cousins is going to throw two touchdown passes. Okay, sure. any any week, like you know. Something else may happen in addition to that, like he might throw four touchdown passes or he might throw two touchdown passes and three interceptions, right? Or he might throw two touchdown passes with 160 passing yards, right? He does have a yeah. wide range of outcomes, like it's big picture total points, but he will he throw two touchdown passes. Yeah, he will right, throw two right, touchdown right, passes, right. yes. It's one of the most consistent, bankable things in fantasy football for the last three years. So real quick, touchdown. just just to kick it back um, to your DFS lineup, you, you you're playing Cole Beasley. Do you remember what you paid for him? Because I was curious to just to, to see your two cents, or to hear not to see, but to hear your two cents on uh, Cole Beasley versus Gabriel Davis. Um, I actually initially I I I initially had Gabriel Davis in the lineup. And then I switched it around for Beasley instead. Um, kind of just thinking, no, because it, I, I view Gabriel Davis as being tremendously touchdown dependent. 
So, like, playing him is basically just gambling that he's going to catch his touchdown this week, whereas playing playing Beasley and Knox for me was more like, okay, I think the Jets are going to take away Diggs. What's Josh Allen going to do to respond to that? And it, what that's going to be is hitting passes in the middle of the field, i.e. Cole Beasley and Dawson Knox. Yeah, I mean, I see the Knox. I'm just I'm, – I'm a little bit – a little bit hesitant with the Beasley, uh, just because some of the production hasn't been there this year. I, I was actually rooting for the guy. I thought he was going to land a lot higher up on the leaderboards with Josh Allen and Buffalo's offense. And he's had some, like, some very disappointing weeks. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe it's the weeks that I'm paying attention to it. Um, oh, it's been super be you know, um, in the first half of the season, they were they were playing around with the Manny Sanders idea. So yeah, and then and, but even 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 that, like in first game week one, he ends up with fourteen points, okay, uh, thirteen targets, eight receptions. So when the season started, and we started talking about Cole Beasley, I know you were not as hot on him initially. Uh, like you yeah, have been in the past. Him. But I drafted him. But then week one's strong start. Yeah. Week two, seven point six points. Week three, twenty points. And then three, one, twenty one, twenty one, eleven, three, six, nine, two, fifteen, seven, six. So I feel like the the first half of his season it was like every other game type of play. Yeah but was yeah. really strong, and then he kind of died off a little bit up until week 14 against Tampa, which he did 15 points. So the Beasley thing is weird because it's been so hit or miss. So let me ask you this. Cole Beasley, and this, I'm just going to bring up uh, a name. Uh, hold on one second. Getting some messages here. Trying to make sure that we're not we don't have fantasy questions uh, coming in on Instagram, but um, the Beasley thing has been has been a little tough for me. I think Gabriel Davis, um, I, I agree, is touchdown dependent, but it seems like when it comes time to the red zone, he gets the look before Beasley. Well, so, certainly, yes, it is yeah. touchdown dependent, but yeah. You know, you still have to take that into account to like who who's who's actually getting the looks. So, okay, here's another name that I'm just gonna throw out, who's had two good weeks, hasn't really played uh, prior to this, but a, a name you mentioned, uh, Cyril Grayson from Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, I looked at him. That's a, yeah, that's he, a, he was he I was on the cheaper side too. It seems like a good, you know, late flex, or if it's a second flex or yeah. a third receiver type of thing. That's another yeah. name I think could could possibly pop off. You know, with with all the shenanigans, and I'm sorry because I know you had high hopes for Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah, I've had quite prior weeks. Um, but the old uh, ripping the pads and shirt off and walking off the field. Has has created a little bit of, of an opportunity for Cyril Grayson, and the, the guy did fantastic. I mean, he 
he did – he got three, he, three of three on his first game against Carolina and then six of eight for 81 yards, actually 81 yards both games, but including a touchdown against the Jets. And now they're playing Carolina again. Uh, I mean, he did 12 and a half points against Carolina. I don't, I don't see why he's not a good play as well. I, I, I agree. Whether it's DFS or you're in a regular league and you've got some injuries, uh, if it's a deeper league, you might not be able to go get, you know, some of the guys we mentioned. But uh, if, it's, if it's super deep, this is a name that, that should be able to be available on the waivers yeah. right now. That, that could be a, a great pickup with um, Chris Godwin out and – Tampa, like even if Tom play Tom Brady plays the first half just to and they're up and winning, whoever steps in has probably been practicing with Grayson. That's you know that's on the true. you know on the second team second team stuff. So there could be there could be chemistry even if Tom steps out on a week eighteen. So that's that's yeah. why I like his name, not because it's the Bucks. And because Godwin's out, but because regardless if Tom if Tom's playing, he's proven that he will throw Grace in the ball. And if Tom's not playing, uh, second team reps are gonna, there's still going to be some chemistry around. So I, I kind of feel like that's a good a, a better play if if that name's which should be still available. So yes. Yes, Grayson is definitely someone that folks should be considering right now as they set their lineups coming up to 1 o'clock here. Which is coming up quick. Um, probably going to need to end this around 1245 so we can make sure all the lineups are set. I still want to set a couple of DFS lineups. Uh, just kind of waiting to see what the injury stuff was happening and to see if they were listening. Because uh, we've been in this position before where, you know, the last week of the season, certain players aren't playing. So maybe not even just injury or COVID. This week we also have to deal with yeah. the good teams not, not playing players. So yeah, that, that stuff usually kind of hits late. So. Yeah, and you know what else happens um, is the, any, the star play on the bad any, Anything right now that you're looking at for from the gambling side of things, if you're out of your fantasy league and you're just done but you still want to gamble on some NFL uh, matchups here, any, any games that you're looking at for this week? Um, I don't I, – I'm having trouble with point spreads this week. Um, All right, to so me, this is a go through this quick. For, for me, this, this is a quick. money. And here, I want to hear you. Go ahead. For me, this is a money line week. Like really? ra- rather rather than playing spreads, I I would just look at the games and say I think I know who's going to win this game. Give me, you know, for example, uh, you know, Tampa minus one forty or whatever they are. Okay. Okay. Um, I just wanted to go through it really quick. Uh, Chicago, Minnesota. Uh, the over/under is forty-four and a half, and Minnesota's at minus three and a half. I like that. 
I like Minnesota minus three and a half. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, over under is forty one. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards the under on that. Uh, no Lamar Jackson. Right. Berger at this point. Yeah, I, think, I don't think a, he has to prove himself in big numbers. I think he just wants. I think he just wants the win to say he well, yeah. you know, finished yeah. the win. Yeah, I don't go out big, especially against Baltimore, big rival. Sure, sure. Um, another one o'clock game: the Indy Indianapolis Colts versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The over/under is forty-three, even. Uh, but Indy's projected at minus fourteen and a half. Um, Ooh. big number, big number. But against Jacksonville right now, I don't see why you don't take the over and the points. Okay. Not, do you not like it? Do you not like I, it? It's not that I dislike it. I'm just like not confident. Okay, I would I would probably I would probably shy away from the the over more so than the minus fourteen. I think Indy covers that minus fourteen. So if I had to pick one, I would just take the minus fourteen for Indy. Jacksonville's been hurting a little bit, and and they're also kind of kind of competing for for a good draft pick. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I think I would take Indy. Uh, next game, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland showing minus six, and the over under is thirty seven and a half. I'm taking that over hardcore. I think Cincy can do that by themselves, even without Burrow. I, I think Cleveland will win the game. Really? Yeah. No Baker. Case Keenum. That's no basically Burrow. the same thing. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, like Case Keenum yeah, is much closer to Baker Mayfield than whatever the Bengals put Brandon out there Allen. is going to be. Brandon yeah, Allen. like, 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 how close is Brandon Allen to to Joe Burrow? Not close, right? Like, you giggled Correct. when I said it, but you giggled because I, I'm assuming you kind of believed it to be somewhat true, like <laughs> Yes. Yes. So for me, with that being the case, like, yeah. I I fully expect Cleveland to win the football game. Okay, okay. I I I would disagree with the the winner of that game. I think I think Cincinnati at this point the last couple of games there there's been there's been some really strong performances from several different guys. Obviously, last week, you know, with Chase, uh, the week prior with uh, T. Higgins, and I know, I know, Burrow has been, you know, the bigger part of that. But I kind of feel like Cincinnati is going to be just pumped, like the, the morale, the, the 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 team atmosphere, that kind of thing. I think guys that we haven't heard of are going to do all right. I would say Cincinnati wins this game, and I still think that just as a team, like even Cincinnati's defense, they haven't really been, been like you know, um, like completely stand out or anything. But they've they've still made some plays. 
There's still been yeah. a little bit, a little bit of action. Um, it, everything's been revolving around Burrow right now. Guy's done absolutely fantastic. So hats off to him. But um, I don't know. I just I, I feel like Cleveland seems like it's almost a little bit more of a slump. And since he, even without some of their guys, it's still like almost on the rise. So uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be completely surprised if you're right. I'm just making my I guess my bold prediction is what we'll call it. Yeah, you know? okay, yeah, like Cincinnati. Uh, Washington against the Giants. The over/under is 36. Oh God, kid, this here this stuff makes me want to puke. <laughs> the Giants, Ugh. the Giants. They've got the Giants at plus six and a half. <sighs> I don't. I would probably walk away from this this matchup. Yeah, I mean, like for me, this whole thing is fucking screwed. Like. Like I said, for me, it's a money line week. But sure, sure, yeah. But I still, like, I still um, like looking at some of these over unders. Yeah, I mean, so the the money lines that I would play are, I mean, if I would just do like one one o'clock, one four o'clock in the night, I would go with the Packers at Detroit minus one eighty. Okay, like that. That's Are you are you on Sportsline? Yes. So, like, I mean, the minus one eighty number is, is the it, and even even at minus one ninety, like it's one of the more fair numbers you're getting. Like when you scroll down and look at some of the more comfortable favorites of the week, minus one eighty is actually a pretty favorable number. For example, Indianapolis minus a thousand, right? Cleveland minus two fifty, um, Patriots minus two seventy, like that. That those are bigger numbers. So like Packers at Detroit minus one eighty. Give me that. Uh, also, also from what I've read, the Packers are expected to have Rodgers and the boys play for the full game. Okay. Okay. Okay, and so yeah. Um, maybe that's why I jumped from 180 to 190, you know, in that small amount of time from when I clicked it to when you clicked it, possibly, I don't know. Um, and for the 4 o'clock games, I like the Rams at minus 175. And the over-under on that is five, uh, 45 and a half. Yeah. And the Vegas is saying 40, under, under. Okay. I mean, I mean if I we're betting on, on the Stafford and the Cup yeah. stack, I don't see how playing the under on that makes any sense. So I'm going right, to say I, I agree. That, that's, where I, that's where I was going with it as well. That, that's where I was going with it as well. Like if I'm going to sit here and invest in Stafford, Cup, and other accoutrements here, it, uh, I, I should be in the 46 or higher, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, uh, I, I think that New might Orleans. be my personal favorite of the over unders. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, 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 that's that's fine. I think that's reasonable. I think that's a. Uh, I think that's a good pick. I would I would take the over on that game. Uh, just yeah. as the Rams. I mean, they, they, 
but Sony Michelle's been playing very well. Um, yeah. You know, Stafford yeah. is trying to get trying to get to, you know, his his conference championship, and he's trying to get that. But they're like fighting for the number two seed. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think he wants it. I think he wants it. He's done a fantastic job so far this season with this team, and I I like it. I like it. San Francisco I, is I, tough, I and close, but I think there's going to be a little little left in the tank. Try to make it happen in week 18. No, yeah, for 40, 46 plus on the Rams game sounds right to me. Um, and for the night game, I, I would go uh, Raiders plus 140. Over under is 49, uh, and Vegas is at plus three. Hmm. Yeah, that's. I don't know. That's good. that's just a tough game. That is a. That's a tough matchup. I mean, I for that for that one, I could see why you want to stick with the money line. So, uh, the other one, New England Miami, is the over under is forty and a half. I don't know if if and what you're thinking about that, but I kind of feel like. That's a pretty low number to not try to to gamble. I would say the over on forty and a half for New England and Miami. And the other game too is New Orleans at uh, at Atlanta. The over under is forty on that one. I I have a hard time with that as well. It's, these are some super low numbers. It's kind of hard to not bet the overs. To me, but I mean, I can see why uh, this week you're a little more hesitant in playing some of these numbers. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. So, what else do we got here? You, you still with me? Did I lose you? Did I lose you? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, good. Sounds like you, so, you're yeah. muted yourself. It's, it's, uh, it's statistically proven that the recreational betting public overwhelmingly favors the over compared to the under. Like, basically, well, yeah, but the listen, over... When we started, when we were in week five and six, the over-unders were almost all 49, 50, 51... Now we're looking at multiple teams here at 37, 39, yeah. 40, 42. So, like, this is this is a little bit different, I think, than the beginning of the season. I mean, it's, it's different in more than one way. Like, we had more than one game last week finish under 30. Like this, this is the part of the yeah, season. Yeah, but we also like, just yes. we, we also just had a game on Saturday where one team did fifty points. You know, no, but, but I'm saying like no, there were no games finishing under thirty in the first six weeks. So like yes, when everyone is fresh off of training camp, playing in nice weather, yeah, all the over unders are going to be forty six or higher, and the overs are going to hit. Right now, these numbers are stupid low, and they're punking you. They want you to play it over. Like, it, it's it's statistically proven that, like, the only people betting unders are the Sharps. 
So they're they're baiting. All right. Well, they, really they quick, before play. we finish yeah. the show off here. Um, oh, oh man, never mind. It just went away. Oh Brandon man, was calling in, and uh, I went to answer it, and he hung up. So it's all good. We're just That's so amazing. Was hoping to have no. hoping to have two champions on air, uh, or two two championship teams on air at the same time, but we just can't get it. I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, lastly, we're. I wanted to. The, what What do you think about the the Saints Falcons? Saints are fighting for a spot. Yeah. Uh, hoping for a San Francisco loss. Yeah. Um, which I kind of think is going to happen. Uh, I do too. Over under is forty. Again, a low low number. You think this is the Sharks? This is the Sharks that are taking the. The, the the under here on forty I points. I think that the house always wins, and they're sitting there pushing their fingers together, one at a time, saying "Wah!" The 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 uh, the Mr. Burns. Yeah. 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 That was the verbal illustration of Mr. Burns. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Smithers, that's fine. <laughs> I understand. Yes, <laughs> and you got the laugh. You got the laugh for it too with that one. Um, so, so you think the under on forty between New Orleans and Atlanta? No, I don't want to pick under forty. I don't want to call myself a sharp or smart or anything. I want to bet money lines this week. <laughs> okay. okay. Like, you don't know, yeah. so like like. I know enough to look at that over and say, God damn, that's low. I should take the over. And then wait, 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 wait. They're going to make money on me. Let me stay away. That's that's what I'm I'm playing this week. Money lines. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, right. Like I I, I think I think we I think we can effectively pick winners and losers on a lot of these games. Um, it just the spreads. And the over-under numbers are going to be fishy. So what I'm going to do is look at all my projected winners and play the ones with the most favorable money line. I mean, listen, I don't do a ton of the money line stuff. That seems like if if, if we're that deep into a contest that I'm 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 basing it just off of money lines, then I'm not gambling like that for the week. Well, no, because the money line, it's for rich people. That's why. Like, okay, so because think about it. Look, e- even on one of the numbers that we called favorable, Green Bay minus one ninety, you got to bet one hundred and ninety bucks to win a hundred. So realistically, like, you're not winning any real money until you put in about what three, four, five hundred bucks. You're right. You're right. You know, like, so, like, yeah, you got a little bankroll to play the money line. Sure. Sure, sure. I, it's 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 just to me like that's what I'm saying. Like, it, you need that kind of money, and I think whether you have it or not, it's a little bit more fun to me with some of the fifty fifty stuff, like like the over under. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Playing that, I mean, sure. the odds of that flipping a coin, but you also can you know take into account who's healthy, who's not, you know, who's yeah. who's, who's 
you know, kind of favored in the matchup or, you know, what they've done to their divisional opponents. Yeah, know, I mean, we, we, we broke that down, right? Like, 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 for example, for me, the Cleveland versus Cincinnati comes down to Brandon Allen or Case Keenum. Like, one of them's a professional quarterback. I'll take Cleveland. I do like Keenum better. So I, yeah, I, I don't really want to disagree with you on that. But uh, I think as a whole, I think Cincy's riding a little bit more of a high right now. So Oh, true. Yeah, I mean, they just have a better team. Like, flat out. And that's, yeah. you know, so so at this point, whose who's defense is going to come through? You know, whose backups are going to step, step up? Because there's uh, every team in the NFL is dealing with a ton of COVID crap. And then on top of that, injuries and the regular, you know, the regular rigmarole. But uh, I just, I, I'm literally going off of a gut, and a gut feeling that since he's just riding it, they're they're excited, they're pumped, they want to keep rolling. Uh, give give Burrow the week off, and let's let's show that we can, you know, catch a win uh, against a little bit of a depleted kind of defeated style Browns. That's all. That's that's what yeah. I'm basing it off of. There's no scientific method to that. Uh, so, like I said, I wouldn't be like I, if if we find out in a little bit that Cleveland wins, I'm not gonna. My jaw's not gonna drop. So right. So yeah, uh, it's just a, just a kind of a feeling. It seems like since he wants to step into that. So uh, and I'm not actually a huge fan of them. But for this week, after a couple of really strong games and, and good performances, I I think it could just continue to roll. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, definitely. I, I've, I've had a hard time playing Cincinnati all, all season. Whenever I think I know who they are and what they're about, it turns out I was mistaken. And I, I've been incorrect playing both sides of that equation at different points in the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, real quick, because uh, probably you're off. Of, I don't know. We got three or four minutes left here before before I'm ready to jump. Um, okay. Yeah, let's wrap it up. What do, do you, you think? Where do you, where do you see where do you see Jamar Chase after these big performances? Like, is he automatically a first second round pick? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then what about Burrow? Because, you know, we always debate back and forth about how, you know, how soon to take a quarterback and and whatnot. But he has proven even the weeks that Chase hasn't done well, somebody else has. Burrow has proven himself to be a great second-year quarterback. I, I think that relative to last August, his point is going up. So do you see um, if if he's if he's sitting there in the sixth or seventh round, do you take him? Probably. I mean, yeah. He, I, I think he's about. I think uh, it's going to be like choose your flavor between him and Justin Herbert. Okay. Okay, I see that. Uh, I, at this point, like earlier on in the season, I would have been much hotter, higher on Herbert. Right. And, and everyone was, like, when we drafted. Here, 
Yeah. I would say what, I would say yeah. I think Burrow should go higher than Herbert. That's okay. that's, that's my that's my my two cents I guess. But Yeah. I think it's a choose your flavor thing, just like when it's isolated down to those two. And I think I think a good a good number of the drafting public is still gonna favor guys who have uh performed you know, for maybe a longer duration of years to this point over either of them. Okay. Like, I think you're still going to see Dak Prescott and Josh Allen and uh, Lamar Jackson going ahead of both of them in most drafts. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Aaron Rodgers, Brady. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, yeah. 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 Usual suspects are still going to be mostly ahead of both of them. But that that leaves that leaves these two guys. Uh, I would say pretty close, you know, in the, in the yeah. draft process here. Yeah. Is to you know like over some guys like uh, I don't know like a Kirk Cousins, right? For oh no no get out of here yeah yeah get out of here think, get, get, think, give me Burrow I give think, me Herbert. Yes okay okay All yeah right, good I'm glad we're in agreement on that. Um, yeah. As much as I still think Cousins can be efficient and he still could get you those two touchdown passes, I think these guys are have the higher ceiling. Oh, no, 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 just, just a different class of player, absolutely. So what do you think? How can we wrap up today's program appropriately? Well, first I can say uh, happy birthday to uh, yeah. good friend Kelby. Uh, the, yeah, the, the, the former champ. champ. The previous season. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, and I hope this year is fantastic for you. So uh, thank you yes. for participating in the league and helping us out. Uh, we yeah. appreciate you, and uh, I just hope you have a good day. Hope the lady makes Way you good food. And, and uh, then I would also say, you know, thanks to everybody else who's been listening for the regular season. This is kind of the last of the fantasy football discussions. Uh, we will be doing – uh, some some playoff shows just to discuss players and who we like and what's going on. But this is, kind of wraps up the fantasy football season for Brick I mean, this Fantasy is it. Radio. And this, this, this so is it. I think I think the most appropriate way to to end it is thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our first time trying this out. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, yes. talking about your fantasy teams. Uh, I'm going to go back all the way to episode one. Alfred, if you're listening, uh, we're hoping for better things for Jameis Winston. But uh, thank you for calling in and participating. And uh, we appreciate you guys for for the time you take out of your Sunday to be a part of this show. So just thank you very much uh, for everybody that's listening. And uh, I hope that you still check out that sportstalkdt.com and that you check out the iHeart Radio, Apple, Google Podcasts, uh, searching IFM Radio Nation so you can find our shows. And uh, we still hope, whether it's the off season or not, that anybody can reach out to us at Workhouse Fantasy Radio on Instagram. We'll take any football questions, draft questions, and when it comes to the fantasy football side of things, not the not the playoffs for the NFL, but for the fantasy football side of things, 
we want to kick this back up a few weeks prior to the NFL draft. So we can start talking about rookies to look out for guys that you can kind of just be scouting a little bit. And once that NFL draft happens, uh, we want to go full go back into it, talking about, you know, who who to draft and where and start getting into those ADP numbers. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I can't tweet read. them. Oh, man. Yeah. I got spreadsheets in very, my head. It's going to be great. Very, very excited. Color-coded so, uh, color spreadsheets, people. To, to you, DC, good luck on your matchup uh, up against Brandon this week. Uh, I know this is the second week uh, of the matchup on a crazy week 18. So good luck to you guys. And. I hope I hope you had fun this season. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, please stay checking us out, and and I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for being a part of Brickhouse Fantasy Radio. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yes. It, that's it, man. You got anything else? Man, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. All right, then. So we're, we're gonna call this. Uh, the week 18 finale of the fantasy radio side of things. We'll get into a little bit of the the playoffs and possibly yeah, do a live show for and, some playoff stuff. So. And we, we we still have DFS plays, right? Let's go. Yes, yes. Let's slide into the DFS side. So thank yeah. you everybody. I appreciate you, DC, for for another fantastic week. Uh, good luck, my friend. Okay, thank you. Talk to you later. All right, bye.